Can you just tell me what the trust exam is? It allows you to enjoy flying your drone a bit more because you know the do's and don'ts. Uh, and it gives that knowledge. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Your Drone Questions Answered. Today we're answering the question, how do I register my drone for recreational use after taking the trust exam? Today I have with me Gary Scott. He's CEO and pilot of Scott Airborne Imagery. Thanks for joining me today, Gary. Glad to be here. Now, Gary, can you first tell me a little bit about your background with drones, especially in relation to recreational flying? I've been in drones about four years. I uh, do a lot of flying. Uh, started out recreational, did a lot of pictures, just uh, loved taking pictures. It's kind of like my little uh, Zen place, I guess you want to say, you know, somewhere I can go, nobody's bothering me. I can take pictures and see the beautiful places. Uh, I've been flying for about four years now, uh, business-wise two years. Uh, before then, and then still even today, I do fly recreational when I'm not working. Uh, a lot of beautiful places around Pennsylvania I like to fly. Uh, and as long as I'm not flying for a business, I'm flying recreational. And that's just me having fun. Awesome. Well, you're the right person to answer this question. Can you just tell me what the trust exam is? A lot of hobbyists are out there not knowing what to do. And I'm, I'm, the, same, I'm the same way. When I first started, I didn't know anything about what a drone is supposed to do, how high you're supposed to fly, how far you can fly. So what that's done is, is it's taken part of that 107, the business side of the house, and just kind of broke it down to digestible pieces for the hobbyist recreational pilot. It allows you to enjoy flying your drone a bit more because you know the do's and don'ts. Uh, and it gives that knowledge. Yeah, it seems like it's a very important element to getting into drones. Yes, it is. Let's say I went ahead and I took my my trust exam. I did pretty well, maybe not 100%. So how am I, what am I going to do now to get my drone registered so I can fly recreationally? Well, okay. First of all, the drone, the test is, not, it's not a pass-fail, it's an informational test. So from where you, once you take that trust test, and trust exam, excuse me, then we're going to go ahead and we're going to basically register your drone. A lot of people think they don't have to register it, but uh, if your drone is more than 250 grams or 0.55 ounces or pounds and less than 55 pounds, it has to be registered, even if you're recreational or for business purposes. And the way we would do that is we would go ahead and log on to the, the uh, FFA uh, drone zone and it's all up there. It's free to go ahead and go online and you log in there. And then once you log in and get your account, you go into what they call it, it says be add a device. And once you add that, click on there, that'll break it down into you getting your basic name information, uh, serial number of your drone, puts all that information in there. Uh, and then once you finalize all that, you hit the next page and it'll drop down to your personal information because they want to be able to attach that registration number kind of like your license plate or your driver's license number and on your for you right there so it just attaches that number to your drone uh then you'll click that there is a five dollar fee for register registering your drone which is no problem uh once you do that they'll actually go ahead and send you a number that you have to display on your drone just make sure you put it in a place that it can be seen uh and not covered up so when you're flying it's there that does sound relatively simple, and you can do it from home. Yes, sir. And you can do it from your cell phone, too, as well. <laughs> Why is this, you know, important? What are, you know, some consequences if you didn't register your drone? I hate the old cliche is 
FAA said we have to. So we have to, we have to apply, we have to follow those FFA guideline, FAA guidelines. One, it identifies the drone to who, who's flying it or who's authorized to fly it. We have to be careful if we're allowing somebody to borrow a drone because they may want to fly our drone and they crash, you're still going to be held liable because the drone's registered under your name. So again, it keeps us safe. It allows us, say, if your drone, you're flying, your drone falls out of the sky because it does happen. Somebody can identify that drone. If you haven't been able to find it, somebody can find that drone, call up local Air Force or FAA, and they can give that number and that can identify who it is and then get back in contact and you get your drone back to you. It's kind of like having like a sticker on your license plate or something. Yep, that's your drone license plate. Yeah. And if you get pulled over, you might get dinged for it. Yes, sir. <laughs> this is excellent. Is there anything else you kind of want to add? Just have fun and fly because there's nothing like seeing things from above. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Gary. I really appreciate the time you, you put aside here for this conversation. Yes, sir. Anytime. Thanks, Gary. And thanks for watching. Mm-hmm.